Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome back. Hey, we were talking the last time about uh, just doing new things in the new year and forgetting those things which are behind pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And God has a plan and a purpose for all of our lives. And again, we know last year, previous year, we may have some setbacks. And we reference the scripture about uh, in Second Corinthians five seventeen that we're new creations in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away; behold, all things have become new. And in Christ, Jesus just don't save us one time, and that's it. He saves. He has a grace that saves us every day. So every day we get a new shot at 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 growth, or or another shot. I like to say at the title. Every day is a new opportunity for new victories and forgetting past failures. You got to forget those past failures and, and, and just focus on uh, the future. And just before we were concluding our last broadcast, we were looking at Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, where he talked about, where we were talking about, you know, meekness. We talked about meekness and that's having a teachable spirit. And a lot of us, we, we know everything, so we don't want to be taught and we know it all. And one thing I found about a, out about a know-it-all is they know it all, but Remember, we're new creations, we're babies in Christ, we're born again, which tells me I don't know anything about the kingdom. I have to learn about this new kingdom I've been birthed into because I got born again. So now I got to, like we said the last time, study to show myself approved. I got to study about this new kingdom I'm in, this new family I'm in. I don't know nothing about them because I came out of the world system. I came out of the kingdom of darkness. We all have. Remember? And all have sinned and fall short. I don't care if you didn't do none of the stuff I probably did or Richard did as a kid. You still came out of the kingdom of darkness. You were a sinner. Then you got born again. So now you have newness of life. And he tells us in Ephesians, now walk in newness of life. Well, now I got to find out, well, what is this newness of life? What is it all about? And it, yeah, what is this what kingdom is this, of God? What is this kingdom that's going to be on Jesus' shoulder? You know, well, that's the kingdom you've been born into. That's God's government, God's way of doing stuff. So now you got to be teachable. That's what meekness means. And you have to study to show yourself approved. And back to the basis of the Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14, actually 16. I'm going to start it. I'm going to start at 14. It says, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of. I'm sure that the word it works knowing that from knowing from whom you have learned them. I learned them from the scriptures and that from childhood you have known that the holy scriptures, the word of God, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16, all scripture, that means all the word of God is given by inspiration of God, because we like to say, well, you know, the man, man wrote the Bible. Well, God works in and through people constantly. 
The devil does too. But God works in through people. So he says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good works. So basically he's saying you need this word. Because that's what's going to make you thoroughly equipped for every good work. And every good work is what your purpose to do. That's your purpose, your good work. So he says, you're going to need this word of God. You got the Holy Spirit in me. So now you're going to need the word of God because it's able to make one wise. Not dumb you down, but make you wise. So if it's able to make me wise and it's also used for correction. And again... Here's one thing I know about correction. One of my pastors, Pastor Bill Winston, one of my spiritual mentors, he has his own personal jet because he has a worldwide outreach ministry. And, and he was in the Air Force and he learned to fly jets. And he gave this story. He said, I fly jets and his ministry is in Chicago. He said, now, if I want to fly from Chicago to L.A. in my jet, the ministry jet to go do ministry stuff. I get in the airplane. I set the altitude adjusters. I do all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. He said, and I take off, I start flying. He said, now, as I'm flying, every so, he said, I set it on autopilot. But every so often, I have to make mid-flight adjustments. He said, I got to redo some things to make some adjustments. He said, because if I never make adjustments, I'll never get to my destination. If I never make corrections as I'm flying, I'll never get to L.A. Because the wind and turbulence wants to throw you off course. You know, life will throw you off course <laughs> if you don't make those mid-course adjustments or corrections. And he said, I have to do that so often or I never get to my destination. And then he said, every one of us need to be corrected by the word of God. If we're never corrected by the word of God, we'll never make it to our destination. So you can't be a know-it-all in the body of Christ. Right. You, you can't assume that you don't need correction. You can't assume. There's some Christians out there that think they don't need a pastor. Oh, I don't need a pastor. God talks to me directly. Well, if he did, he'd tell you you need part of the fivefold ministry then. Because he said it in Ephesians, he, he gave gifts to men. He gave apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry. That's the, about the every good work. So we got a lot of Christians out there. I call them long rangers. And again, here's it. Remember Elijah, Elisha, Paul, Timothy, everybody had a protege or mentor, mentee. You can't be out there as a long ranger because you don't have any covering then. That's what your man or woman of God does cover you spiritually. You need that. You can't be, oh, I'm a Christian, but I, I never go to attend a church service. Oh, I don't believe, just the word they use, Richard, I don't believe in organized religion. Right. Well, well, I'm going to say that too. I don't need, <laughs> I don't believe in, but I believe the word of God. And I believe that it gives us instruction. He just said, look, verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That means for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So God's going to place somebody in your life, more than one person, to give you instruction in righteousness through his word. And he's going to give the fivefold ministry an anointing. Everybody has an anointing. He's going to give us an anointing to do what he's called us to do. Well, see, I, I always liken it to the fact that the Bible says the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking. seeking who he may devour. And I always go back to a nature show. If you're ever watching any nature show. Get him off by yourself. And a lion gets him off by. You know, you're watching, he's got a herd of gazelle or he's got a herd of zebra or whatever he's got a herd of. As soon as one of those is off by itself, 
you know what's going to happen to that one. His dinner. It's, yeah, his goose is cooked, <laughs> right? I mean, there's no doubt. You know that as soon as that lion gets that one gazelle or that one what whatever, whatever it is. Prey, whatever that prey is. As soon as it gets it by itself, it's done. It's like mm. you said, it's dinner. It, that's what the devil wants to do to us. He wants to get us off alone. You talk about Lone Ranger Christians or people that don't want to go to church or whatever. He wants to get you off by yourself where he can work on you at his leisure. I wonder why that's why I believe in that same scripture in 1 Peter or 2 Peter. It says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Well, here's how I understand how to submit to God. Submit to his word. Because right. God and his the word are one. So I got to submit. That means I need to come up under that's what submit means, like submarine that goes under. I have to submit to what God said, even though my own understanding, remember, you don't lean to your own understanding. My own understanding and an unrenewed mind want to tell me I don't submit to nobody. Well, God I say, yes, you anybody. do. Right, I don't need you. God say, yes, you do, because Jesus is the king of, of this kingdom. He reigns forever. He's your Lord. Know what Lord means? Owner. Because right. you've been bought now with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, and you're not your own. You got to submit to that. But see, the devil, he wants to get you off by himself so that he can work on you at his leisure. See, and then he's going to, the way he eats a person isn't the same way a lion eats that right, zebra. Right, 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 right. But the way he eats you up is he starts telling you lies. He's going to eat your soul up. Well, he's just going to start telling you lies. You know, mm -hmm. nobody cares about you. You know, nobody cares whether you live or die. You know, you're not important to anybody. You know, you're never going to make it. You know, you're never going to be a success. Scripture say he's the father of lies. You know that that people don't matter. You know that God probably doesn't even love you. You know that word ain't even true. Man wrote that. Right. And so <laughs> you hear those lies long enough, and then you because by hearing, to you're going to start believing Where, it. When you're in a believing church, and you got people around you, and the devil comes and tells you, nobody cares about you, you can say, you know what, that's a lie, because... All these people care about me. And if don't nobody care me, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. He sits at the right hand of the Father making intercessions for me. So, devil, you're lying because Jesus cares right. for me. But it says we're surrounded by other people that it becomes so much easier to believe the truth rather than a lie. Because mm -hmm. if you... Because we're to encourage and admonish one another. Right. Because how so easy it is once you're out by yourself to get a little depressed. And yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe nobody does care about me. Oh, maybe no, I don't really I, matter. I ain't going in. Yeah, they you just know, gonna talk really about matter. me. You know, it, it doesn't really matter if I'm there or not. It doesn't matter. My life probably doesn't even really matter. You know, there's people out walking around today. Maybe somebody listening to this show right now who feels like their life doesn't matter. That nobody cares about them. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell, that you are important, you do matter, and that you need to be able to tell the devil, you know what, you're lying when you tell me I don't matter. You're lying when well, you tell you me you matter because don't. you've been created, you're born, and, and God gives life. God created you. Right. That's and why you matter. Right, right. God created you. See, and, and that's the truth right there. The truth sets one free. The devil will tell you. You were a mistake. Your mom, that was a mistake. No, God gives life. I tell people, I tell people, you know, that may not be married and they did, had sex before marriage and they, somebody got pregnant. Instead of, because we're to encourage people, instead of, you know, condemning them about what they did, because they were doing that previous to getting pregnant. Now it's exposed. But then the devil comes in and does what he does, condemn you. Make you feel bad, but I let them know 
You know, it's God who gives life. God know that child was supposed to be born. God has a purpose and a plan for that child. Now, yes, you need to repent for what you did and, and make a correction in your life. We talked about mid-course mid correction. You can go ahead and make the... Here's the thing. God's already forgiven you. Jesus on the cross at Calvary. You were forgiven. All you got to do is accept it. You know, when you not, there you go, and be forgiven and then make those mid-course corrections. But don't try to think, oh... God's mad at me because I got pregnant. No, God, he the one gives life. And then you'll run into Christians every once in a while who will say, well, that baby will never be real. That baby will never right. be important. That baby will because, you know, it, it's born out of wedlock or right. whatever. God gave the life. He gives life. That's what script we, that we was reading in John 6, 63. It's the spirit that gives life. God is spirit. It says God is the spirit. See, and God, and no matter what the the parents relationship was no matter what they had done god still has a will for that baby right that's what i tell people See, god still has, right. not remember that right. that god has a will for every single person because god so the parents were married or not whether they were separated or not whether they're divorced or not god still has a will for that baby mm -hmm. and, and 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 that baby is going to be born into the earth and, and here's the deal about that baby he's going to have he or she going to have they're going they can get born again right and now, and God's will, his perfect plan for that child will, will manifest. Remember, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you, says the Lord. God just wants people, he wants relationship with his creation. And he's the one that gives life to, to humans, to animals, to plants, anything that fish, anything that has. That's why Jesus can say, go down to the fish and get our money out of it. He, Jesus had understanding. God gives life. We have to, again, that's what we're fasting for. Greater revelation of the truth of God's word. Scripture says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. He said over in Isaiah, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your ways. But he's saying, I want you guys to come up here to where I'm at because you're in the family now. I want you guys to know what I know. And I'm going to reveal this stuff to you through my spirit. Because in Corinthians says the spirit searches the deep things of God. And God says he's not giving us the spirit of the world. He's giving us the spirit, which is from him. So he's given us his Holy Spirit and he's given us his word, which is spirit. And his word will speak to you as you again study it, not just read it, study it, meditate on it. He'll speak to you. He'll give you revelation of the truth. And then you can be truly free. That's what and I want to encourage people as you go through 2015, make a declaration and a goal that I'm going to be free. Because whom the son set free, free indeed. I'm not going to be churched up. I'm not going to allow religion to keep me in bondage. That's what religion does. It keeps you in bondage. You want to be free. I remember somebody told me, somebody that was in bondage. I think I mentioned it on this broadcast. They said, I, I ride a bike for several reasons. To stay in shape, to save money on gasoline, and to erase, erase my ecological footprint. Because Chico is a bicycle-friendly town. And they told me, what a pastor doing riding a bike? <laughs> like, 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 what is it written at, man? That pastors can't ride bikes. I'm like, well, I'm riding because I want to ride one. But that was their thing. What is a pastor doing riding a bike? Basically, they was basically well, it doesn't look right. See, yeah, yeah. That's, well, you know, we talked a couple days ago about we want to look right, or people think this is the way we need to look. Yeah, man, or, man judges from the outward appearance. Right. So basically, what I got is. What is a child of God doing riding a bike? Because I'm a child of God first before I'm a pastor. I don't get caught up on titles. 
I'm a child of the Most High God. So that's why I took it. You, what is a child of God? What is a Christian doing? What is a saint doing riding a bike? Oh, I'm free to ride uh, any mode of transportation I want. Oh, I ride a horse if you got <laughs> Hey, Richard, I ride a horse if you got one. If you teach me, I'll be around Chico. Yeah, giddy up. <laughs> yeah, sure. I ride you a, know, walk, ride a car, whatever. I mean, and it goes back to this judging each other. It's kind right. Of, you know, and so we have we, no idea. We want to come out of all of that. So we want to go into 2015 forgetting those things which are behind. And we want to press towards the mark of the high calling in God in Christ Jesus. And again, back to that high calling. God has a high calling for each and every one of us. Every single person. We're all important. Because we're members of the body of Christ. And I always look at my my body and the members on my body. Richard, every member on my body is important. I want every member to my baby pinky hand, toe. I, they're all important. If not, they wouldn't be a part of my body. <laughs> And remember, the scripture talks about that in the Corinthians about members of the body and how they're all important. Even the modest ones or we, 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 the, the ones we don't think of most, we pay extra attention to. We should be like that with people in the body of Christ because we're all important to God. And once we get that mind of Christ and, and get a revelation of that, I think we'll have peace on earth. What he said, you know, until us a child is born and. You know, he's going to bring peace on earth. And Emmanuel means God with us. Well, see, it's, it is sad that the world teaches this, and so it's not surprising. But the world teaches division. The world teaches how are we different, and that's what we should focus on is how we're different. And that's what the scripture means when he said, don't be conformed to right. the world. But I mean, that's what the world does. The yeah, world wants right. to try to convince you that what's important is where you're and different. And we were all conformed to this world because we were all unsaved. At some point in our life, you were unsaved. You didn't come out your mother's womb saying, well, hallelujah, praise <laughs> the Lord, I'm born again. No, at some point you had to receive and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. So all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But... The scripture says in Romans, as many as called upon him, he'll save them. Anybody can call upon the name of the Lord. He's rich to all who calls upon him. It says that in Romans. So Philippians 4.8 goes right back to what we're, we're talking about here. Rather than look on the differences, rather than look on why we should be separate or, or why we should separate, what does he say in Philippians 4, 8? Whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. So don't be thinking about what's what what's divides me from this person or what what is different about me and this person. What do we have in common? What what positive things and are especially there? Especially as a Christians, because you know what brings us together? People because God so loved the world and people of every nation. And he said his house should be a house of prayer and, and he God loves the nations. What brings us together is the cross. And you think about a cross, Jesus was hung on a cross. A cross brings things together. That's what brings us together, the blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus. That brings us, and the scripture says in Acts, I believe it's 26 or 10, he says, from one blood, God created all humans. Again, that's getting understanding from his, his word. That's not being conformed to the world. And God, yes, we all came out of this world system that programmed us to believe, and Satan is the God of this world system. Well, see, we're all related. Yeah, we're all related. We're that's all related. The, that's what brings us now, together. Yeah, science <laughs> even says that if you go back 15 generations, we're all, we, we that's are. enough that we're all and remember, related. remember, God used Jesus to reconcile all things 
back to himself. But it's just one blood out of one blood. Yeah. We're all related. He didn't have the different types of blood. Oh, I'll use this type for that group and this type for that yeah, group. Yeah, we're all related. Every yeah. single. So rather than looking at our differences and focus on our differences, we need to focus on where we're the same. And what we have and in common. hence, we're the body of Christ. And whatever's good, whatever's true, whatever's pure, whatever's noble. And you know what? This doesn't have to be people that live in another country. This can be people that work with you. Mm-hmm. Whatever's good about that person, whatever's true about that person, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy about that, that's what I'm going to think about. I'm not going to think about the fact that I don't like the way they speak, or I don't like the way they dress, or I don't like the way they wear their hair, or I don't like the fact they got a bunch of tattoos, or I don't like whatever it is about them that I don't like. I'm going to focus on what's good about them. Amen. You know, what's what's pure, what, what's true, whatever's pure. That can be people in your own household, you know? Lots of husbands and wives get to the point where they just focus on what they don't like about them anymore. You know, they don't like the way they talk. They don't like the way they nag. They don't like the way he won't get off a bump on a log. I mean, they they focus on those things rather than the good things, the true things, the pure things. You know what I always say? You're going to always move in the direction of your most dominant thought. So if your most dominant thought, thought is the negative concerning that person or that people group, that's the direction your emotions you're going to move in. So, but if your most dominant thoughts are the word of God, which God desires that to be your thoughts, that's why there's 66 books here. He wants his word to be first and foremost in your life. That's why I seek first. But I was just thinking about something when you were talking in second Corinthians, back to the scripture we reference about if anyone in Christ is a new creation, old things are passed away, behold, all things become new. Well, just before it starts, there's a subtitle in my Bible that says, Be Reconciled to God. And just before verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, verse 16 tells us this. And it's talking about because you're born again. I'm going to start at 14. For the love of God, love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. And if he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, he said, since I told you this, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Meaning just what you said. Now, when you see people, don't regard them concerning the outward appearance. You need to see them like God sees them. That's how you need to start looking at people. Then he went to say, therefore, if anyone is Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are past, all things become new. In verse 18, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. That's us. We're ambassadors. We're representatives for Christ. The church, the saints, as though Christ was pleading through us. He said, God's working in to you to show people who he is. And if we showing people the ugly side, the world program side, we're, we're working against the Great Commission. We ain't doing what he said. He said, let your light so shine. Well, you know, you talk about an ambassador. You use the word ambassador. What does an ambassador do? 
He brings the word from that country. Right. He's representing that country. He brings oh, you getting it now. the word to whoever so, he's So now, now we were born again in the king, from the kingdom of God now. It says in Colossians. the word. From the to kingdom. A, to a foreign country. Right. Now, that's why when y'all hear us on this broadcast talking about politics, because we have understanding that our new resident now is the kingdom of God. And we're called to invade this government right. this with that new, government. It's a, a different country. Right. We we're just ambassadors. Word from our home kingdom. Right. To here. And Jesus is the king of that kingdom forever and forever and forever. See, Amen. First of all, I'm a Christian, not an American. Right. I'm a Christian who happens to live in America. In America. And if I happen to relocate to Canada, I'm a Christian who lives in Canada. And, and, and I mean, and we do what we call, we all, I'm just going to say we all have dual citizenship, all Christians. I have dual citizenship, first and foremost, from the kingdom of God, kingdom from heaven, and in the United States. But see, this goes back to, so let's say what you're, what you're a teacher, your fireman, your policeman, your uh, store clerk, whatever. Are you a teacher who happens to be a Christian, or are you a Christian who happens to be a teacher? Well, are you a a fireman who happens to be a Christian, or are you a Christian who happens to be, to be a, a fire, fireman? I serve as a fireman. I'm a right. Christian, but I serve as a fireman. So we we need to get a whole different mindset. See, we're not. That's what we're for fasting for in 2015. And then we just happen to also be a Christian. We're uh -huh. a Christian who happens to be serving God in this capacity. Right, because you can have many roles in life. Uh, we're in a role as a fireman. That role might change, because I used to be a wildland fireman. I was in the role as a fireman for 12 years. And but the, I, the Christian part doesn't change. No, that's, that's constant. So our identity is always in Christ. That's constant. It never changed, and we're always from the kingdom. We're always representatives of the kingdom. And now when you get that revelation, then, again, I tell people, once you get saved, your allegiance now is to the kingdom of God. Right. Your first, first allegiance. And foremost. Yeah, it's not to the U.S. of A. It's to the kingdom of God first. And it's not to a political party, Republicans, Democrats, Tea Party, Independent. No, your allegiance, your main allegiance, because he died. He shed his blood for you, not the Democrats. Not the Republicans, not the Tea Party. This is for Christians, and that's what I'm praying. And I'm going to be praying and fasting that for those 21 days that the church get a greater revelation of his kingdom come and his will being done here on earth inside of us and, as it's done in heaven. And where our real citizenship lies. It says that I believe in Philippians, your citizenship is now in heaven. Right, it's not here. That's where it's at. Get the revelation. And we're an ambassador. There it now is. To bring that word to this we're, country. We're bringing it, and now we're making it, and we're, we're bringing many people in. We can bring as many we're out of time but we're definitely not out of faith and again as you go through this new year we want to remind you keep walking by faith If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 
95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.